Welcome to the eGovernance Academy podcast to discover the future of governance. Tune in for the Digital Government podcast every Wednesday. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Federico Plantera, journalist, sociologist, and researcher. And this is another episode of the Digital Government podcast where we are exploring the uh, digital transformation and specifically interoperability experience and journey of Djibouti with Heiko Weinsalo. Welcome back. Hello, Federico. Very good to be here. Heiko is the program director of uh, technology at eGovernance Academy, and uh, he has worked hands-on indeed on the um, on the digital transformation of Djibouti, which has uh, has it started with interoperability as a topic, or there were like other topics addressed before that. I think in Djibouti is in this sense very interesting uh, place because. Uh, uh, although the project that we had was uh, to introduce and implement interoperability, I think this kind of internal technical mindset was already quite good there, that there were people already understood the need and necessity, and therefore uh, they were like coming and, and we need things to be like practical and, and fast to be implemented. So how can uh, EJ help? Okay, they did it, of course, in a, in a procurement way. But uh, technically, that they were asking very specifically that we need practical help on interoperability. Okay, so let's start from the start, from the beginning. When did the collaboration with uh, with Djibouti kick off, and uh, also then what's the status at the moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, Djibouti came to my radar. Uh, I think it was already three years ago when um, a strange country that I barely had heard at all uh, before that uh, uh, was uh, some people from uh, Djibouti government were uh, visiting Tallinn uh, with the specific uh, goal of meeting people related to X-Road implementation. And uh, I wasn't there to meet them myself, but uh, my colleagues, uh, previous and current ones, uh, did meet and understood that they are already trying themselves. They are very interested in uh, building e-governance in Djibouti. And um, uh, I would say we have seen a lot of countries and country representatives come to Estonia and and have these kind of meetings. But the Djiboutian ones were different because they were really kind of uh, active and uh, practical. And in the sense they came, they had a good discussion, went uh, back we thought that okay we'll never hear about it again but then uh, after a few months there was a procurement for uh, um, requesting the extra implementation support and uh, it was like reasonably built reasonably uh, worded and it was very good that they knew very clearly what they wanted um, now uh, as the end of last year we ended this implementation project and I would be happy to say that uh, Djibouti has another blue star on the X-Road um, world map and uh, things are operational. So when uh, the Djibouti representatives came to Estonia no? and, uh, um, and the procurement was done, what was the situation instead at that point in the country in terms of what was their readiness, let's say, to start mm-hmm. this type of project and also... Mm, what were, how did their own uh, e-government ecosystem look like? 
the situation back then, uh, let's say something like two years ago, uh, was that uh, having understood that e-governance is something that is uh, for very big part uh, organizational and governance issue, they had established and, and start operations on uh, national level IT organization. The acronym is ANGI. As it is in French, I, I won't say the long name, but uh, Angie Djibouti, uh, if you uh, Google it, you'll find, which uh, was um, compared to Estonian situation as the countries are comparable. Uh, uh, this kind of uh, reasonably sized organization to start off with e-governance projects. They had additionally uh, re requested help uh, from uh, World Bank in order to build this kind of e-governance solutions. And therefore, there was uh, not only XROAD or interoperability that they were requesting, but there was also EID and uh, improvements, if I'm not mistaken, to the tax and customs uh, or one of these systems. So there was kind of readiness to start uh, building these things. Uh, and there was a kind of core organization established that was uh, taking the lead. But in a way, that's also how Estonia started, right? Yeah, yeah, very similar in this sense, uh, that uh, this kind of have a good lead, have some good ideas. Uh, now, Djibouti had a good position that, that they could already learn from what other countries had been doing. So the Djibouti representatives, you said that they had already a clear idea in mind of... Uh, what they wanted also in terms of the technical solution that they wanted to implement in order to achieve interoperability. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, what was behind, let's say, the decision of going for X-Road and, uh, and also the CAT-IS, the Catalog of Interoperability Services, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was the, um, like, why that and not something else, for example? Because X-Road is not the only way to implement interoperability. So what determined it? Good question. And I'm afraid I have to leave you with that because uh, I haven't been like ready to ask. Somebody came to me and asked uh, that, would you help me to implement XROAD? Yeah, fine, let's go, let's do it. But it's not that, hmm, why do you want X? Like, uh, I didn't challenge the, uh, this decision, uh, but I know that before opening the procurement, uh, they had been doing on their own already first pilot uh related to the uh, sharing and changing information about childbirth so as this pilot was successful but it was temporary then they saw that okay this needs uh, like a proper implementation uh, a platform from the platform perspective and now uh, then they started to build this procurement in order to do this because and what's the name of the X-Road instance in Djibouti? Because I, if I remember correctly uh, from the conversations with Ville Silvio from Nice, uh, that almost every implementation of an X-Road instance in another country has its own name. Like in Iceland, for example, I think it's uh, Stramurin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what's the one in Djibouti? Uh, the It's not official or kind of approved, but... Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, or maybe we have to edit and redact later. That oh the uh, but the idea currently is that the uh, X-Road uh, brand will be the caravan, so a caravan uh, that uh, pulls through the desert, uh, taking goods here and there. 
So that would be the Djiboutian approach uh, to XROAD. Okay, so in terms of the um, collaboration there, boots on the ground, let's say, you know, uh, what were, how were the different tasks, let's say, organized in the sense what was EGA doing, what was uh, ANSI doing, like how, because in any case, the you said that ANSI, so it was good for Djibouti to have at that moment like an organization that was already in place mm-hmm. and in charge of uh, carrying out like the IT developments. This is also something that in other episodes uh, of this podcast, but also in general, in talks about digital implementing digital transformation, also roadmaps, then uh, that it's good to have like an organization that is somehow there orchestrating that. So can you tell us more about how that happened? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... The ANSI was the, let's say, main client uh, organization that's requesting the services. On the other side, uh, the lucky winner of this procurement was consortium of EGA, uh, GoFore and Roxnet. And the uh, GoFore and Roxnet uh, were the main partners for implementing the XROAD, while EGA also was uh, engaging to uh, like a second phase of the project which was to conduct an inventory about what is the kind of bigger picture and and the situation in Djiboutin governmental systems in order to make reasonable uh, decisions for the future. The workload, therefore, was uh, distributed in a way that uh, people at uh, ANGI were, they had to find a team that would become this responsible team for the XROAD, and uh, who would be the maintainers, the operators of this platform. And therefore, they very precisely wanted that there would mostly be a transfer, uh, uh, knowledge transfer for this Djiboutian team in order for this team to become like independent operator of XROAD. And as the team was reasonable, the core team was four people, uh, very good technical experts. Uh, what they needed was this training and, and know-how in order to make better understanding what uh, being an extra owner and maintainer means, what kind of responsibilities does it entangle, and how uh, what kind of mistakes could be made in, in this path of building up an ecosystem. So I would say the core of this uh, uh, project was to uh, identify this kind of possible technical and organizational barriers for extroid implementation and then give the necessary know-how and skill set to the local people and support them at their very first baby steps on the growth of this ecosystem. And I think it, it in this sense, was reasonable. And you said that the production phase, let's say, has been uh, completed, but is then, at the moment, the interoperability platform like serving the the government and so like the officials working in the government or is it also does it already have let's say a public face in the sense like um is it possible for the citizens like to use it or is that something that will come up a little like later on the caravan is moving uh the uh road is in production it's working there are some services operational but uh, as you know, XROAD is something uh, integrates the backends. So the current services used on that are very much uh, or mostly backend related. So not very much uh, at, that uh, everyday Djiboutian would see and, and could use. But there are plans uh, 
aligned with Xtrade implementation that uh, there will be a state portal or a single stop gateway uh, that will be presenting uh, e-services for the citizens also. In the end of last year, there was a conference seminar in Djibouti that, that we attended where this uh, portal was also introduced. And this is uh, built mostly by INC internally. So I think very good uh, that they will take this kind of approach of uh, doing the first portal by themselves, understanding how the uh, technical and organizational part of this portal would also work. So I would say that uh, nothing very strongly publicly facing, but it's, uh, it's coming. But it's active, up and running in any case, even though in the background. Well, uh, Xrode is, but not the portal. So the portal yes. is still uh, in, in, in preparing. Okay, okay, okay. In terms of the, um, in terms of the needs, no, uh, I would like to address now maybe like two, three points. The, the third actually, like uh, in terms of the linear development of the argument would have been like about the, the solution and indeed the solution has already been found and uh, um, and it's already like under development and under implementation okay but in the beginning when the Djibouti representatives uh, thought of X-Road or in any case came to Estonia like to learn more about the Estonian experience and then decided to go uh, to proceed with the implementation of an interoperability platform were there some specific needs identified or it was rather something about okay no like the, as you said in the beginning the representatives like saw that in any case implementing like a digital uh, digital solutions would have helped them administer better the the public thing the respublica let's say no so at that point were there though some uh, very concrete needs let's say that they had to address whether they were organizational or uh, in terms of like service delivery what can we say about that two things i think what would be worth mentioning here First was that they had already been working on establishing the establishing PKI services. So they wanted that uh, when you adopt Xroad, we needed to be working on our using our existing PKI stack. Okay, makes sense. The second thing was a smart thing that they made. Uh, as I mentioned before, there was a phase two on this project, and the phase two was uh, a request to make an inventory in the Djiboutian government to understand what is the current situation and what would be the best steps in order to um, kind of nurture and, and uh, make good, better progress on this uh, X-Road ecosystem. So, and I would say that this was, we weren't very good at, uh, at the inventory. I would have to be honest. Uh, the inventory was, um, um, uh, gave too little input but uh, what was the most significant input uh, was that the, uh, how the Djiboutian governmental organizations work and relate to each other, they currently don't see interoperability as their uh, basic need. So therefore, it's very difficult currently for any Djiboutian organization to go out to another organization and say that, hey, let's cooperate. We have these tools, we, have the, we might have already also similar needs uh, and we could cooperate but th this is not in the mindset and the government works very strongly in a hierarchical way that the organization's cooperation is is very hard to reach 
and I would say this was the most significant uh, finding of our inventory that it's it's so hard to reach out to other organizations. And uh, I would say that although we try to or or hope that we can give like um, uh, more detailed advice, the main advice was that. Uh, uh, you have to break these silos, uh, silos organizationally and like culturally, I would say, that the organizations have to understand that uh, resources that they have are useful for, for, for sharing, not uh, only for themselves. So this is the kind of shift of paradigm that needs to be happen uh, in the near future. If this doesn't happen, uh, Xroad will be very difficult to adopt in large scale. If there are good uh, quick wins uh, and that can be kind of used for uh, like advertisement, then it will be helping up to uh, open up the ecosystem. Would you say that this was also one of the main challenges, let's say, of carrying out this project there? And uh, if this was the main or one of the main, what were then the other ones, let's say? I would say that this was the challenge in this whole project. Uh, let's say most of the things that uh, we could struggled and, and had issues were related to the fact that it's so hard to reach out to other organizations. Specifically, um, what was surprising for me, I, having worked remotely and on-site, uh, I didn't expect, ex- expect that there would be such a difference that... Uh, if working remotely, things seem to be going, but if you are in place, then in, in Djibouti and I expect in some other countries also, things will move a lot faster. So uh, this COVID situation definitely put a strong uh, mark on this project. And um, I, I think uh, if there wouldn't have been a possibility to travel to Djibouti at all, this could might have been the end of this project. I would also say that we don't have to go as far as to Djibouti, let's say, to find uh, to find this type of dynamic. Because in Europe, in, uh, in other countries in Europe, I, I think of my home country, for example, Italy, or like other places even uh, still in the, in the Mediterranean area or more like in Western Europe, I would say that probably like a, in an in-person meeting like can, uh, can move things much faster. Not, not because of any particular, I don't know, like... Um, business reason but because of because of a matter of like proximity presence and also just like having a personal interaction in any case with someone even when it's about work maybe that's like a bit of a difference with other places like estonia for example no where uh, even during like the first wave uh of covid let's say many uh, yeah estonia was not like hit as hard as other countries but work remotely seemed uh, like the, the transition let's say to remote work mm-hmm. seemed to affect less the outcome of certain processes as compared to other places no yeah yeah i would say in technically starting to work remotely wasn't such a big difference but uh, i would say in my own mindset also i understood this kind of need and necessity to occasionally have physical contact with uh, partners and clients so that is definitely um, uh, something to learn for everybody here. Yeah, same for me as well when the, uh, back then. And uh, okay, so as a last point to wrap up this episode of the podcast, let's, um, let's talk about the next steps. 
we mentioned the uh, the single gateway to access the services, let's say, from the citizen side. So that is something that is definitely like one of the next things that will happen. But what should the what should the Djibouti uh, government do or continue to do to um, use like to benefit properly, let's say, from mm-hmm. from the advantages that export can bring and also reap the fruits, let's say. My first and, and most important recommendation at this stage would be that uh, be persistent, that um, uh, for the Putin government, you have just adopted something uh, and started to build it. Uh, don't make hasty decisions on, on changing the direction or changing teams or something like that. Be persistent, keep the good team that is working operational uh, be persistent on, on growing the ecosystem, even if it's hard, even if it gets uh, some rejection or something like that. Uh, continue push it on because the first couple of years will be the hardest and it will be the easiest to actually stop everything and it will be the, the worst thing to do. So all the countries that I have seen and worked with have had this struggle for the first couple of years on starting, launching and growing the ecosystem this is something where persistence is needed and uh, let's say doing what we were teaching uh, continuing not stopping just just that and uh, then after a couple of years looking for new visions new uh, kind of um, projects that would be good to uh, grow the ecosystem perfect hey thanks a lot for joining us today thank you federico to all our listeners thanks also to all of you for joining us in this episode of the Digital Government Podcast. Have a nice day and tune in to the next one. This podcast is brought to you by eGovernance Academy. Tune in on next Wednesday.